Howdy, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to the launch of an awesome new tech podcast, Lost in Lambdas. I will welcome a myriad of wonderful guests from all sectors of tech. We will get behind the GitHub and get to know many of your favorite open source contributors. We'll be laughing, we'll be learning, and I'll be talking lispy to you. So without further ado, let's get rolling. By the way, when I overcome some minor video editing issues, video versions of these interviews will be available on my YouTube channel. Follow the link tree in description for all the places you could find me learning and laughing along the way. La la la, lost in lambdas, la la la, lost in lambdas. First, I want to do a quick introduction for those that might not be as familiar with you. Um, so you are the man, the myth, the legend, the Bork dude. <laughs> and, you know, I love, first of all, I love all of your names of everything. You were very creative with your names. Um, and you are just super prolific. Everybody's, you know, first question is wondering, like, what does this dude eat for breakfast that gives him superpowers? <laughs> you have, as of right now, 5,318 contributions, um, commits on GitHub in the last year. Uh, for anyone that's keeping track, there have been only nine days in the last year without a green filled in blob where you haven't made a commit. Um so only nine days. That is that is very committed. <laughs> um, you are also one of the only reasons that Closure regularly makes the front page of Hacker News. So thank you for that. And you've authored so many projects, um, but some of the most imp imp I won't say important. Um, I guess most known ones um, is Psy, which is a Closure interpreter which is suitable for scripting and closure domain-specific languages. Using that, you've given us the gift of Babashka, which allows you to use closure instead of bash in your terminal and in place of shell scripts. I love that name, too. It's my Babashka. Um, and my favorite, favorite, my favorite repo, favorite project you're doing is CLJ Condo, which... I had no idea how bad my code was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'll, I'll run like a fly from each Emacs. I'll do like a, a, a fly check. And I'm like, oh, oh, God. Oh, 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 no. So many. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for helping me uh, <laughs> clean that up. Um, so, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about, I think everybody wants to know, how you stay pro so productive and kind of walk us through a typical day in the life of Michelle. Yeah. Well, uh, I must say I don't keep track of my uh, commits, so I didn't know I had that many commits. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I just like working a lot on these projects. Uh, so... They have been the main focus of my spare time, I would say, in the last two years. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just a little bit addicted <laughs> yeah. to, to doing closure, I guess. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. So I usually start, the, I work from home, so I usually start mm -hmm. the day with, uh, well, I get out of bed, I have some breakfast, and mm -hmm. I live in a small city. Uh, mm -hmm. called Amersfoort in, in the mm -hmm. Netherlands. So mm -hmm. I us usually go out for an espresso uh, first time 
in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I get back, I, uh, I usually I already have responded to some questions if there are some questions on Slack. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then I usually have some idea like uh, I'm excited about this new feature, so I'm going mm-hmm. going to work on that for one or two hours. Uh, uh, and then I do my regular job, uh, let's say mm-hmm. for eight hours a day. Uh, mm-hmm. and then hopefully maybe at night an hour or one or two hours, uh, of, uh, open source fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes not, al- not always, but sometimes. And, uh, and, uh, well, I, I am extremely lucky that I met my wife because, mm-hmm. uh, in many uh, regards, but. Uh, she from the start uh, in her first job she decided uh, to work four days instead of five mm-hmm. and I followed her example so uh, because at the time I was in a band and I, mm-hmm. I just needed one extra day to uh, to dedicate to this band but uh, I kept this habit uh, until uh, well in every job job that I had to to have some more room for my own mm-hmm. projects. So I have one yeah. uh, one day of the week w- uh, that I can spend the way uh, the way I like. Uh-huh. Um, and the weekends, of course. So so uh-huh. I do have uh, three days a week where I can do whatever I want and a lot of time I spend on, on these projects. Right. Um, so this is, uh, yeah, how I get the time to, to do it. Um, yeah, my wife... So- or, or, already jokingly uh, responded on Twitter uh, to, uh, she said, uh, well, the secret is we have no kids. <laughs> that also helps, I guess. But, uh, and we, we don't have a, yeah, we don't have a super huge uh, house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no garden. I live in a, an apartment. So I don't mm-hmm. have any time spent on gardening or whatever. Any uh, pets? And I don't any have pets? any pets. No, I don't have any pets because uh, I'm quite allergic to a lot of oh. a lot of pets. I love dogs and and I love cats. Uh, I, if I wasn't allergic, uh, I probably would have had a dog. But well, fun fact: Purina has actually taken it upon themselves because I used to be very allergic to cats. Um, oh. They have a food now that. The, the, the animal can eat, and after a few weeks, they produce less of the protein that most humans are typically allergic to. So if that is something you want to look into, uh. it um, it allows people with allergies to uh, to have pets. Wow. Um, <laughs> but you have more like pet projects is really, is really what yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, I guess. Uh, but I, I do love dogs. A lot of my uh, neighbors have dogs, so I always... Mm-hmm play mm-hmm. with them outside if I meet them. <laughs> That's about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how long have you and your wife been together? Uh, Lalage is oh. such an interesting person. I, I kind of fell into a wormhole as I was researching you, <laughs> and I uh, fell into her, and she has a wonderful blog where she reads and talks about the mm-hmm. books that she reads. Um, and... I have to I have to kind of give you a hard time that you're letting her have a WordPress site and you're not you didn't build her a website. OK, I, I have to give a little bit of hard time about uh, that. But, um, you know, I, we thought you were productive. Now she she is productive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she reads a lot of a lot of books. Um, uh, what was the question? <laughs> you know, here's a question: um, How bu- how big is between you a programmer oh. and her an avid reader? How big is your book collection, or should I call it a Bork collection? Um, yeah well we we have a couple of shelves uh, of books but uh, we also tend to well she also tends to clean up uh, regularly so Mm -hmm. uh, so condo yeah yeah yeah. well uh, yeah we we have these uh, little uh, libraries in the Mm -hmm. in the city where mm-hmm. people can just uh, take books and put books back to just ex- mm-hmm. exchange uh, books. Mm-hmm. And uh, so regularly, I think she cleans out uh, books that uh, we didn't touch for a while. So we don't accumulate overly mm-hmm. uh, on the books. So but, did uh, you... And she is, a heavy, she is a heavy client of the, the local library. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see on her blog, she has all the libraries she's been to, which is uh, yeah. super cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the CLJ Kondo? Or, sorry, look, I can't even say Marie Kondo without, I'm so used to saying CLJ. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you all watch uh, the that co- the Marie Kondo show together? No, not together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't watched that together, no. I, I did watch uh. a couple of episodes, I must say not a- not a lot, but uh, <laughs> I already I already knew uh, Marie Kondo from her books, which I also didn't read. But I, I, <laughs> I maybe the first chapter, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, like like most books. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was but, uh, uh, I was thinking we all we all have these uh, these bookshelves. If you're you know most programmers have all these bookshelves where you buy the books that you really want to read one day. Um, that's that's what we do anyway. And you. Yeah are the author of all the libraries that I wish it's like my virtual library bookshelf of all the libraries. I wish I had the time to learn how to use efficiently, (laughs) (laughs) which is, uh, which, which is an interesting, um, interesting thing. And if, and if other people are anything like myself, um, you know, I wish I could dive into all of your pro like Psy, I wish I could, um, have the time to really dive into that because that is super cool um what what project of your own excites you the most mm-hmm. um well actually both CLJ Kondo and uh size slash babeshka are mm-hmm. both my favorites because mm-hmm. it's it's i think it's great to have uh two big side projects instead of one because if you're a little bit bored with the one you can Mm-hmm. go to the other and vice versa mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but right now in the last year or so I think Babeshka took the most time mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, energy uh, yeah, I'm still excited about both and actually mm-hmm. I'm, I'm using Sai as well in uh, in Sailje Kondo as well uh, mm-hmm. to, to give people the ability to uh, analyze their macros better so you can write uh, so you can write functions to expand into code that sales condo recognizes Mm -hmm. Uh, so i also made a little bit of uh yeah full circle there Mm -hmm. Um, but it's both what interests i think the the 
how do you say it, the, the main thread through my libraries is it's all about dealing with closure code uh, mm -hmm. or closure concepts. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about making these tools uh, and seeing, seeing them being useful for uh, people. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of tools, so do you have any particular uh, productivity tools do you use? Um, you know, org mode, there are kind of the, the, the tools that focus on that bi-directional linking, like Roman Athens, Obsidian, there's so many different types of organizational tools. Do you, um, do you, do you use any of them? Do you find that they help you? Uh, I do use org mode. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. I keep my notes on, on uh, Dropbox, so mm -hmm. I can access them on any system that I work on if I have Dropbox mm -hmm. installed. Uh, but that's about it, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I don't use any sophisticated time tracking tools or whatever. I just do <laughs> no Pomodoro uh, technique. <laughs> uh, not really. I have I, I have used it uh, if I was really bored with uh, some work uh, in my day job or something, mm -hmm. and I have trouble focusing. Then I sometimes uh, fall back on this, but it's mm -hmm. only maybe a few, few days a year that I pick, pick that up and then, yeah, uh, yeah but I, I try to, I try to focus on, on, uh, things through org mode files basically. So I make some mm -hmm. list of things that I want to do and then I put the ones that are most important uh, on top or something, something mm -hmm. like this. Do you, um, so you mentioned that you were in a band, what instrument do you play? I, I'm not in a band anymore, but I was in a band. We're uh, in a band. Yeah. Um, it's already, I, I quit in 2008, so that's already 13 years ago. But I was a singer and, and a keyboardist. Uh, oh, the front, that's awesome. The front man. Uh, so I, I was behind the keyboard uh, on the middle of the stage uh, in a progressive uh, metal band. Oh, that's so that leans into uh, Alex Miller's question of <laughs> why is there no closure of progressive metal band and will you make one? <laughs> I think it's a great idea. We can do it open source. It can be like, a, are you familiar with the band Wolfpack? I've heard of it, I think. I think so Alex they kind of do... mentioned it. Yeah. Really? Okay, so Al Alex had um, mentioned that you should make a band. There's this band called Wolfpack and they're kind of almost like a an open source band they have rotating they have a core members and they have rotating out members you could do a closure band have have different uh you know have maybe see if rich hickey will do it with you well <laughs> i hear you used to do music that was that was a joke um yeah but but yeah why is there why is there no closure band that's that's that needs to be the next big project yeah i think that must be dealt with somehow um i don't know i haven't gotten to it but <laughs> now here's an interesting question because I've 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 done I like to write um, you know poetry music st stuff like that. Um, do you ever use org mode to um, to to write? Because I've found that when I want to write that 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 using Emacs is of course the the, the easiest tool for me. Did you ever use your mm. tools that you use to produce you know programming uh, content in the same way? Not really. Well, uh, not not for lyrics or anything. If you mean if you mean that, yeah. Uh, I, at the time I was in the band, I wasn't really using Emacs. 
so Emacs um, came around 2010, I think. I tend uh, to think of you with like, you know, <laughs> born, born with a keyboard, like. <laughs> uh, well, I, I learned Emacs around the same time I learned Clojure. So, uh, mm -hmm. I, and previously, that, what language were you doing? Oh yeah. Uh, so before, uh, what led me to Clojure was that I already knew Common Lisp. Uh, but I didn't do that professionally. So I, uh, during my uh, master thesis, I ended up in an institute uh, that did oh. research to music, and all their all of their software was in com Common Lisp. So uh, because I, I tried to find some uh, research project about music and combined with functional programming. Because I was already into functional programming on the university, and mm -hmm. then I found this 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 institute, and uh, so I spent uh, about a year year there uh, doing Common Lisp, mm -hmm. and then I graduated, uh, and then I did some C sharp, uh, but I could not find any Lisp or functional programming related stuff to for mm -hmm. work, so mm -hmm. I did. Uh, F sharp as a hobby for as a while because I was on the .NET uh, platform. It was mm -hmm. pretty interesting, but I never got really really far uh, with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I discovered uh, Clojure, uh, and that made all set perfect sense to me because mm -hmm. it had functional programming, but it was also based on Lisp. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I saw this, it was immediately like, oh, th this is what I need. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but around the same time, I became a lecturer at uh, Applied uh, University of uh, Applied Science, mm -hmm. and so I spent some time uh, lecturing about programming, uh, uh, like uh, freshmen uh, teaching Java <laughs> stuff mm -hmm. like this. But uh, in a year or so, I. Uh, had the opportunity to give uh, lectures about closure, uh, so I wrote I wrote a Dutch uh, well book is maybe a big word but uh, mm -hmm. a, co a course about closure. So I mm -hmm. taught this course for I think two years in a row, and after that I got a job where I could use closure uh, as as a software developer. Let's say so mm -hmm. that, that that is how it started with closure. Uh, I think when I was, uh, let's say, before uh, university, I in my childhood I did some programming in GW Basic. Uh, okay. When I was around the age of, I think, eleven or twelve, maybe, and I picked that up, uh, and then I left programming aside for a few years you know uh as a teen uh, you have also other stuff maybe to do so i i wasn't a huge i wasn't sitting uh, indoors all day programming like i uh -huh. usually do now but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh that's a little bit how that went yeah yeah well we're, we're really lucky that you made it into the community because you know, having given those those lectures, having having all the education you've produced, all the projects you've produced, uh, I'll just say this on behalf of the whole community: thank you 
Um, we really appreciate you. And a lot of people use your tools. There was a huge outpouring of, you know, give him love and hugs and he better take a vacation soon. <laughs> um, and, and that brings me to my next question. What do you, in, you know, you enjoy programming closure for, for fun. You said when you were a teenager, you, you went out, do you have any, um, do you have any hobbies that would, I guess, surprise us? Any, anything you like to do that, uh, you know, isn't related to programming that, that, uh, that you could tell us about cool stories. Uh, I'm afraid, uh, I, I don't have anything spectacular, uh, apart from maybe hiking with my wife mm -hmm. or, uh, like, uh, we just go with a train somewhere and then, uh, for a few hours, we, we make some, uh, some walk. We, uh, we, we usually download a, a GPS track from some website and then we mm -hmm. uh and usually on vacation we do that a lot so uh mm -hmm. maybe we a few years ago we went to switzerland before the lockdown and of course just wa walking in the mountains stuff like this um so that's not really exciting maybe <laughs> no that's beautiful uh, and you you create enough spectacular things that there's no you know no uh <laughs> no pressures sometimes you ask i like to ask people that because sometimes they're like oh yes i actually yeah. love to study geology and you're like huh i would never have known <laughs> you know yeah 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 um yeah there, there is not a lot lot of room uh to study something aside my open source projects right now Mm -hmm. But I, mm -hmm. I sometimes do have these uh, tiny obsessions for a while with uh, weird languages. Like uh, I, I did Esperanto for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know Esperanto? I haven't heard. Uh, Will you tell us more about uh, that? So <clears throat> that is a artificial language uh -huh. uh, made up by a, a guy from Poland in the start of the ninth, uh, 20th uh, century. Uh -huh. And he tried to unite uh, the people of Europe uh, because uh, we all had different languages and English wasn't the, the like the second language of everyone. Mm -hmm. So uh, so he tried to assemble a language that was uh, really simplified, uh, no unnecessary constructs that that don't add any meaning to it. So the syntax is really uh, regular. Mm -hmm. like closure so i i see a lot of uh uh resemblance with uh with closure because everything that is not essential is left out let's say mm -hmm. uh so i did that for a while and i went to um uh with together with my wife we went to a conference uh about esperanto where everybody's uh, uh spoke or tried to speak esperanto so i did that for a few years um I also studied uh, uh, biblical Hebrew for a few years because oh, I was wow. uh, because I was interested in um, uh, uh, like um, uh, uh, how do I say this? Uh, so um, there is a lot of uh, details in old biblical stories. Yes. Uh, that you do not get in the translation, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so some some theo theologian uh, told me about this. Like, uh, did mm -hmm. Jewish have this explanation? And that I, I'm not Jewish, by the way. But, uh, 
mm-hmm. they have this explanation of this story, which is totally unknown to, to Christians, for example. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many lost so, pages. Oh, just so, butcher. Most modern religions just butcher it. Just totally. And, and so I wanted to know more about this. Uh, uh, so I, uh, I ended up studying uh, biblical Hebrew for, for a while. Um, I did this for five years or so. Uh, and well, yeah, I got pretty, pretty good at it, but it stagnated, I, I think, after five years um, of doing this because uh, I got a job as a lecturer and I got no time anymore in my brain to, to do something else uh-huh. in the first year uh-huh. or so. So, um, so yeah, these are the I, uh, languages I li- like a lot to, to study. Maybe uh-huh. if, I, if I have some time, I will study uh, maybe the Czech uh, language. Because uh, when I visit uh, Czech, I always like uh, how it sounds. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it, that seems a fun thing to me to, to do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, have you, uh, have you heard of this language um, called Tokipona? No, I haven't. So um, it is, it, okay, the first that I, I what was the, the first language you spoke of that you studied for a little bit that was uh, trying Esperanto. to be Esperanto? So it sounds mm-hmm. similar to. Esperanto, and it was created by a Canadian linguist. And the idea is to complete is to simplify thoughts and communication. So it's very there. There are no tenses. There are no. It's I think it's the smallest language in the world. Um, And it sounds very very similar to Esperanto. That um, it's a lot of one syllable words. I think the entire language is all of the words and concepts are you know, one syllable words within a couple hundred, couple hundred of them. Um, wow. I'm not what, a to- Tokipona. Tokipona. So that's T-O-K-I-P-O-N-A. Wow. And there is a book <laughs> called Tokipona, the language of good. Um, and mm. it's, 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 it's the whole thing on it is in minimalism. So very ah. simple, universal concepts. Um, okay, here I have the Wikipedia up now. It has yeah. 123 root words and 14 phonemes. I bet I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's inspired by Taoist philosophy. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. That might that be very, interesting. Sounds very interesting. Is it from Japan or something? Sounds um, like it. No, actually, it's a Canadian oh. uh, linguist, Sonia Lang. Um, wow. It does sound very... Tokipona, that does sound... Um, that does. I want to know more about this. I'm definitely <laughs> going to check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think it's the kind of thing that you can kind of. Uh, it's because you know we have Tokipon, we have the book, and it it really is. You can read the book in like a weekend, carry it around, practice, and you can you can grasp it. You know, over the course yeah. of like a week, and start you know start using it. Um, That's great. So yeah, it's pretty pretty cool concept. Um, to be able to um, be able to do that at first it first came up uh, my partner was working on a video game in which he wanted to make it so um, you could talk to the characters and so he was looking into Tokipona as a a language that the char- that the the characters would be able to speak freely without a predetermined like you could actually talk to the characters and it wasn't just on a track they would respond to what you said um that was kind of my exposure to it. So uh, super, super fascinating. Yeah, um, yeah. it sounds great. And 
that's what I also like about closure that it's minimal and uh, mm -hmm. you only have to learn a few things and then you can already do quite a lot mm -hmm. uh, I like mm -hmm. that oh. yeah I'm completely ruined um, having closure and closure script as my first languages because I uh, I do closure script professionally now and there's not a lot of resources on closure script so I often look something up in JavaScript and I have to read it I'm just like Oh, what, what, what is that? What is, how is, oh, God, oh, oh, let me grok what this means and translate it to eloquent, beautiful language, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny I'm, to do the translation. It's, it's quite the same for me. Uh, I always try to avoid, uh, to avoid front-end programming because I was honestly scared for, uh, of uh, JavaScript and also CSS. I still... I, I still just do something. I don't really get it, uh, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know what absolute means and uh, absolute positioning, but it, it really took me a long time before I... It, it just made didn't make sense in my brain. Um, mm -hmm. So I always try to avoid this, but ClojureScript actually was... And React, the combination of this, mm -hmm. uh, re Reagent, let's say. Uh, mm -hmm. This was actually the first time that front-end programming made sense to me and that I actually uh, that it didn't look uh, so daunting anymore to me <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I'm in I, the same I, boat yeah oh, okay. and I, closure as well uh, on the JVM I, I needed when I became a lecturer I need I, I had to do some lectures about Java but I, I wasn't really used to the JVM platform because I, before that I used .NET, but okay, the language is not that different. Uh -huh. But I wanted to have a fun entrance to the JVM. So Clojure uh, gave me that to uh, to use a language that I liked to learn about this other platform uh, that it was based on. Uh, so I think that's a really fun way to, to discover what you can do on the back end, but also on the front end. Uh, yeah. with closure scripts so yeah yeah that's one of the selling points i also use um because i you know find myself you, you know it's bad when you're talking to other technical programmers and you're trying to explain what you do or you know um i try to explain our community and you know youtube videos and you know even explaining oh i'm i'm interviewing bork dude it's a big deal and that you know it just right over their heads and um <laughs> how you know how exciting and significant um it is and yeah that's one of the selling points i use is like okay same language same syntax it's beautiful for front and back end it's great and they're like yeah but i know javascript um yeah. and i'm like yeah but this is fun to write you don't understand it and, and that's what <laughs> i'm trying to spread is you know i i do have friends who are programmers and they you know they just went to school for it and they're in these jobs that are that just churning them out and they just have no fun and they lament what they do all day and I, it, it's amazing to me I'm, I'm like how this is you know if you don't like what you do change what you do it's it's possible you know closure is you know if i learned it other people can learn it um i'm not a genius so that's that's my point there um you know, and everyone that, that, that programs in this language seems to just love it. Yeah, and I what I love about it, compared to Common Lisp as well, um, I, I really didn't get uh, outside my academic setting back then uh, when I did my master uh, thesis. 
I didn't really use common lisp for fun because it was very hard for me to get some uh, direction uh, in this ecosystem because I didn't mm -hmm. know what libraries to use and which were abandoned or not. And so Clojure also gave me, uh, let's say, a new start because this language ecosystem was just starting. So mm -hmm. this gave me the chance to, to really follow it and, and see what things are possible and uh, important or not. Um, <laughs> and so it, it gave me a new uh, uh, way of entering a, a new yeah, kind of ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Community. You know, yeah. ecosystem is so much yeah. of the people that make up. It's not yeah. just um, yeah, yeah. Stack Overflow is just anonymous answers. It's just it's just you know some guy yeah. ten years you know, and and here with with like our Slack and and, and typically it's, um, it's it's real people. You you know I you get to know them. The community is so small and tight knit that you get to know people's screen names and who they are, and it's a real conversation and you know connection with humans is. It's important, and we're missing yeah. a lot of that now with with the the COVID, and you know having yeah. being a part and giving back to a community, um, it's just really really cool. I'm I'm sure you feel the same way. I, I feel that I I feel yeah, so absolutely. lucky. Absolutely, yeah, and, <laughs> uh, absolutely. So a lot of my activities also uh, are powered by it, uh, by the feedback that I get, uh, the positive feedback from the community, because if nobody was using my tools, I, I don't think I would spend uh, so much energy on it. Uh, <laughs> it it's like yeah. a, a feedback cycle that is very positive. Um, I think that, that might be a difference also in, in other language ecosystems. Uh, that we have a pretty positive uh, community with, uh, yeah, it's it's just simulating to to work on these things in yeah, such a yeah. setting. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, speaking of the community, I want to um, ask you some questions from the community. Um, okay. So let's see here. I have them written down over here. Um, so we have, what is the craziest closure idea that you haven't had time to work on? And that <laughs> is from Brett, let me make sure I pronounce this correctly, Brett Roberry on Twitter. Ooh, uh, wow. The craziest. Hmm. Well, mm. you're like, I did it. Have you not seen Babashka? Well, <laughs> well actually, I, I first created Sales Condo, and then uh, after, I think, it crossed my mind a few times, like, uh, should I do a closure interpreter uh, that mm -hmm. is compatible with GraalVM? It mm -hmm. crossed my mind a couple of times, and I thought, well, I'm already so busy with Sales Condo, let's not do it. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. And then uh, at during a vacation in Switzerland, actually, I, I did have some... Yeah, mental free time to to do it. So that that is where I started doing this. So that was already, I think, a crazy idea that uh, I didn't have time for, but somehow I did. Uh, it it worked out. But right now, I don't know. Actually, I don't have any. I think I would have tried it already if <laughs> if it was really 
<laughs> crazy <laughs> idea. But, um, I don't well, know. Uh, that leads into another question I have, and this is from Robert Berger. So are you building or do you foresee a vision of a closure script build deployment DevOps ecosystem? Ah, yeah, I think we already kind of had this uh, with, uh, we have uh, self-hosted closure scripts, which mm -hmm. uh, enables uh, you to execute closure script uh, as scripts without, mm -hmm. uh, without uh, advanced compilation first, let's say. Mm -hmm. So we had uh, we have Plank, which is a scripting environment, and we also have uh, we, Lumo, but Lumo mm -hmm. isn't really maintained anymore. Uh, so these tools have been around for, uh, for quite a while, but some, somehow, I don't know the reason, uh, and I'm also not so familiar with Node.js and stuff like this to give a clear uh, judgment, but somehow this really didn't take off in the way uh, uh, yeah, other scripting languages like Python uh, mm -hmm. have, let's say. And I don't know exactly the reason, mm. but uh, there was one build tool called uh, Mach, which is a mm -hmm. German word for make. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's from Juxt and they tried to remake the make tool in ClojureScript. Mm -hmm. Uh, using Lumo, mm -hmm. and it's pretty pretty advanced uh, project. Mm -hmm. um, so I asked I asked uh, the people from Juxt uh, why uh, aren't aren't you maintaining this tool anymore? Because they mm -hmm. they said it, it's basically uh, deprecated, mm -hmm. and they found uh, that uh, all this asynchronous stuff in Node.js mm -hmm. was was not really. Uh, helping them a lot to, to do these kind of build scripting. Mm -hmm. So may, maybe that's why the closure scripts is not so popular for this, but mm -hmm. that's my only my guess. I, mm -hmm. I'm just not so familiar with it. Yeah, I will uh, I will say that Rob is actually a coworker of mine and your, your answer makes a lot of sense based on what we've recently, well, his question and your answer makes a lot of sense based on uh, some of the um, things we've come up against at work, which is, it's just funny that you mentioned that. Um, I want to do a slight correction. Um, I, when I asked that question, what is the craziest closure idea you haven't had time to work on? That was actually by Chris Badada oh. uh, at yeah, DJ yeah, Blue I don't Live. I don't yeah. know. I, I, you know, I took, I took these notes on, uh, on, on org mode and I, I must have just copied the name down so I do want to correct yeah. myself sorry Chris yeah. uh, sorry I, Brett Roberry I, I don't know who you are I don't know why I wrote your name down but <laughs> I, I know Chris because he, uh, he is the author of uh, Portal which oh. is a tool to, to visualize uh, stuff from your mm -hmm. uh, REPL mm -hmm. a bit like Reveal and REPL and stuff like mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. um, and he actually uh, added Babeshka support. Uh, oh. And so he asked me to do a couple of uh, changes to to the interpreter to enable certain uh, things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think he already asked me some pretty crazy stuff uh, to do. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, um, um, so 
Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take one. I'll do one more question here. Um, how many hours per day do you work to be able to work on CLJ Condo, Vavashka, and have a day job, be responsive on Twitter, um, listen to podcasts, do conferences? And that's from Jonathan Charvet. Uh, again, I apologize if I yeah. uh, mess up anybody's names. But um, yeah, do, what time do you get up in the morning? You said you're a fan of the four-day work week. Are you doing 12 hours on those four days, I assume? Um, of as far as working your day job, do you do like the 12 hour four day um, situation if, if you're doing that? Um, no. You know, uh, walk us through the hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I only work eight hours uh, a day for my day job. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do that four days, four days. So mm-hmm. I just get paid less, uh, let's say, mm-hmm. for uh, compared to someone who uh, works five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh, that's what I've been doing uh, all the time so I have uh, the weekend and one day extra for, for these mm-hmm. projects mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, and on a work day I, I also spend maybe one or two hours each day on on my projects and the rest of mm-hmm. the time goes into my work I think yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. that's basically it. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. You're like, oh, guys, I'm uh, I'm not a superhero over here. I just, you know, completely normal. And we're just like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. <laughs> 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 so humble. You're just, you're so humble. Um, it's 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 great. Um, on that note, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Anything interesting? There was a new release of content. I mean, you do new releases all the time, though. But anything that just particularly excites you right now? Yeah, uh, I am working on a new feature in uh, Babeshka. It's called uh-huh. uh, Babeshka Tasks, uh-huh. and it's supposed to uh, become a task runner, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, in the sa- in the same uh, fashion of uh, Make or uh, in npm, you have these npm scripts where uh, mm-hmm. where you can say npm run and then some some command right. and then it just uh, does something. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, and and you have make which which is obviously more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to come up with something that is in between. So you you have some commands that you can do from the command line mm-hmm. uh, where you can hook up some some shell command or some closure invocation or mm-hmm. uh, or maybe a little Babeshka script. Uh, to make it available on the command line and these things can have dependencies on each other so uh-huh. you can say uh, well task A depends on task B so if I execute A it should also execute B and if B fails A should not be executed mm-hmm. uh, things like this so mm-hmm. that that's a new feature I'm excited, excited about uh, right now uh, it's already available in Babeshka, but it's only mm-hmm. it's not let's say officially documented and so I have an issue somewhere where, where I keep track of mm-hmm. the changes and the feedback mm-hmm. uh, and I hope to mature that in the coming weeks mm-hmm. months uh, be- because what I see in closure projects is that we often have uh, well we have depths Eden now mm-hmm. uh, but we have a lot of we we can combine all these aliases 
So you, uh, if you want to do, to run the tests, maybe you have to type CLJ uh, minus M and then backend colon uh, some other thing colon tests or something. Mm. And yeah, I'm very bad at remembering uh, these things. So this, <laughs> this is what this task uh, runner should should help me with. Yeah, uh, yeah. and hope, hopefully others. So. Mm. so you have you do you have the luxury of working pretty much primarily in closure all of the time? I assume. Um, yeah, yeah. Just your entire uh, life. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. I work for a company called uh, Doctor Evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do consulting with them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's my primary uh, consulting uh, client, let's say, and mm-hmm. uh, it has been for quite a while. And uh, so we have created a search engine there for medical literature, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, most of the backend is enclosure, and uh, and the entire front end is enclosure script. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working on that for a couple of years already, and a lot of what I encounter in in this day job uh, informs what I what I make tools for because mm. I don't just make tools for for fun. I, I make tools <laughs> to solve my own problems as well. Of course, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, so. of course. That's the best tools. The best tools. Yeah, um. yeah. So, so a lot of things I encounter in my job, like oh. Uh, I wish I had a linter that detected this this thing. So uh-huh. that, that's that's what inspired me to to make a lot of this. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, I think I remember seeing that uh, your wife Lalage also has a background in uh, healthcare data uh, field. Yeah. I'm not sure how into programming she is, but uh, is is she technical? And if so, who got whom into into it? Um, <laughs> it's. It's a bit of a coincidence, I think, uh, mm-hmm. because I didn't really choose to be in the health uh, IT mm-hmm. thing. It was just uh, just went like that. Um, mm-hmm. So so uh, uh, someone I knew he created uh, this product and he, he asked me to join his team because he needed another. You're awesome. Clo- Sorry. Because you're awesome, of course. Because you need <laughs> yeah. Because you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh sure <laughs> and uh thanks um uh, uh what was i saying oh, yeah. oh so i'm sorry wife... i ruined that yeah your friend so <laughs> so your friend started this company and was like yo bork dude help me out buddy you're awesome i need you and you were like well if you insist and here you are <laughs> yeah it... It, it was a little bit like that. And uh, so my wife, uh, she actually is more, she has more background in this uh, health uh, mm-hmm. IT stuff because she mm-hmm. she actually has a PhD in uh, medical science. Oh, uh, that's so cool. Uh, but uh, let's say uh, her background uh, uh, is in math and mm-hmm. she did like... Uh, special program in her math department that combined it with uh, biology uh, so she she also knows a lot about genes and and uh, uh, epidemiology ah, it's a hard word yeah uh, yeah yeah epidemiology yeah epidemiology epidemiology got it <laughs> that word 
so mo- <laughs> models about how things spread, uh, for mm-hmm. example, uh, mm-hmm. it's very relevant now, I guess. Yeah. But uh, uh, so she did a uh, PhD on on uh, blood transfusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so she developed models how to improve uh, cost effectiveness on testing of uh, blood that is uh, donated by people oh, because yeah. uh, you you have to test this uh, if there aren't any uh, diseases in this blood. Of course. But yes. it's, it's uh, quite expensive to test every drop of blood. You cannot do this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they developed some methods how to do this more cost effectively. Wow. And that was her great uh, her PhD. And after that, uh, she went to. She is now working for a company who is making dashboards for uh, doctors to, yeah, to give information about their patients, like uh, who is using uh, antibiotics for longer than a year or something. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. So it's easy to give insights to to medical uh, experts uh, mm-hmm. about their their clients. Let's say so. She does a lot of SQL and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and some other uh, platform. SAS, it's called. It's a proprietary mm-hmm. platform, but she does a lot of uh, SQL. She's mm-hmm. more a fan of SQL than than the other stuff. And so does she do closure at all? Does she do closure? Does I, she read? Does she? No, I tried to to sell it to her, but I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> she's she's she, she's not really uh, doing any software development in her, her spare time. She's more right. like uh, uh, reading books all the time. <laughs> well, I can see she's certainly she sounds super fascinating. Maybe on a future episode, if she would allow me to talk to her, if she'd be willing to, because. <laughs> What a beautiful mind, um, just enjoys reading and, um, it, I know Google translate isn't as, but I read, I read some of, some of her work. She's a beautiful mm-hmm. writer. Yeah. Um, but then with that math and science mind, I, uh, yeah. I hate to say, but I might be more impressed by her than you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's totally fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you guys yeah. are certainly a power team. That is super duper impressive yeah and sometimes when i am uh, stuck at work with some sql query i sometimes ask her like uh, how do you do this in sql tell me and then it's like a few seconds oh it's just you need to do this uh so yes sometimes she helps me and sometimes i help her out as well with some weird uh, docker thing or you know (laughs) (laughs) what's docker what (laughs) Like, what is that is uh that's that's really cool that is really cool that y'all have we um my partner and i have a very similar uh relationship we're we're child free and we uh we do slightly different um we're both engineers uh software mm. engineers and our conversations um you know it's so does it's your partner fun. does your partner do closure if yes. You yes. To, to sell it. Oh. Yes. Oh, actually, <laughs> if did. anything, yes, he sold it to me. Actually, is oh. um, that's how I got into learning closure. Is um, that's how I got into learning software engineering at all. Actually, um, he was you know singing the singing the praises of this. It's, it's really cool. Um, I thought it was always math and science, which I was never. I never mm-hmm. excelled at in school, particularly because I'm very abstract thinker, very creative, very artsy. 
and um and i remember the thing that really that really got me was when he said that uh writing a program writing a closure program is more like writing an essay than it is like doing a math paper that as long as you make your point you can express it in as many there are so many different ways to express yourself so many different ways as long as you make that point then you can be as creative as you want and that's what really hit home for me i was like oh there's not cool all right let me let me get into this and uh and it's funny because oh. now uh he does python and i do closure professionally you know he also does he's big you know he's in the closure community but professionally um he does he does python and i you know professionally i who, who is he do, do i know his name yeah, so oh, he'll probably be so mad. Uh, well, you, I, I, I <laughs> if don't you don't know, want to um, tell, don't don't. But. His his name is uh, JJ Tolton. Is uh, okay. I, I think as far as open source work, um, he has attended. He was in sci, doing the Cyclose. I don't know if you've been a part of that community uh, at all. Um, not really, he, but I, I'm following it from the side. Let's say. Uh huh. Yeah. He contributed cool, um, yeah. early on the LibPython CLJ, um, like the first edition. Chris Nurberger wow. has since blown it out of the water and done, you know, other. But the, you know, LibPython CLJ yeah. 1.0, uh, he contributed on um, as far as wow. open source work. But um, he does okay. generally, so, besides Cyclose, kind of keep a keep a low, low yeah, profile. Yeah, okay. That, that's totally fine. Uh, I mean different uh strokes and uh i i'm myself i'm more like uh if i made make something i just have to share it on twitter (laughs) (laughs) oh he's one of those like he doesn't do any that's the other thing is he's one of those doesn't do any social media duck duck go you know vpn just the whole zero yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he's one of those i am obviously not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so that that's maybe that's good to have a balance i'm i'm uh, grateful though because maybe, maybe you're keeping each other in in a balance right that's true i'll run in there hey look at this tiktok or look at this tweet or, you know <laughs> i i deliver he gets the good memes from me don't don't get it twisted he you know they trickle down to him through me but uh i'm grateful you're on twitter though because you know we wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't for that platform connecting us you know i'm I'm super great interacting with you so i appreciate it yeah 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 uh i think twitter is a lot of fun uh because you can just ask a question and you get some answers and you have a conversation and it's Mm -hmm. it's i I don't follow a lot of people who are twittering about uh uh, uh, politics or so I, and I I keep the the number of people who I follow fairly low, so I uh, I'm not bombarded with in, new information all the time. So I'm I honored. Keep it, I, uh, I I have uh, I have limited around 150 people that I follow because uh, I, I I have used I used to follow maybe a thousand or something, but mm-hmm. at one point it was just too much. Uh, but I do follow the the closure has, hashtag, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. So to to just see what's going on about about closure, and I'm on closure in Slack all the time. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I think that you can focus on the the good sides of these social platform platforms. Yeah. That, uh, I- yeah. 
I totally agree. And those are, um, if any of our listeners or watchers want to contact you or, or find you, um, I will post your Twitter, you know, on the YouTube, post it down below. I'll post it in the information of the podcast. Um, and so if they want to follow you, you're open followers, right? I assume. Yeah. Um, uh, can you disable this or <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can reach out on Slack. Uh, you're very responsive. Yeah. Twitter, that's yeah. how we are talking. Um, it has been super awesome talking to you. And I hope that maybe we can do this, do this again, maybe with your wife next yeah. time. Pick a really cool oh, yeah. topic. Um, oh, one more question I wanted to ask you. Do you drink beer? And if so, what is your favorite kind? Uh, I have uh, drunk a lot of beer in my life. <laughs> but I, I switched to uh, non-alcoholic beer for a, f a few years ago. Just mm -hmm. not 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 like uh, uh, all at once. But I just try to live live a little bit healthier life. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I I usually drink alcohol-free beer, and mm -hmm. my favorite kind right now is actually uh, Heineken mm -hmm. uh, from the Netherlands. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, it's nothing special, but it, it does the mm -hmm. job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, man, yeah. I'm, I'm sad I forgot to ask you about. Okay, one more question. One more question, and then we'll okay. end it. Um, I see that you are a whole foods and plant based diet, and uh, several questions. Uh, when did you move into that? Why did you move mm -hmm. in that? And do you feel that it impacts your health and productivity? Well, of course, it impacts your health, but does that then lend itself to your productivity and lifestyle habits and, and enables you to be as productive as you are? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm not sure if it, if it influences my productivity because I cannot really uh, compare how mm -hmm. productive I am mm -hmm. with how productive I was in any scientific uh, way, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do I do feel feel healthier. Uh, so the reason why I switched to uh, well whole food plant based uh, it's a terminology which means that you eat uh, predominantly plant based uh, mm -hmm. and uh, from whole sources, so not non non processed uh, foods. Mm -hmm. Let's say so. Mm -hmm. My my uh, my breakfast is. I, I eat a pretty normal diet. It's nothing crazy, mm. but so my breakfast is a bowl of of oatmeal, mm. and and my lunch is uh, a bowl of rice with some vegetables, let's say, mm -hmm. and and my dinner is maybe well, like today, some oven fries with with vegetables and uh, mm. you know uh, snacks are are fruits and and some nuts or uh, mm -hmm. I can can eat as much as I I want. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so uh, nothing too crazy, uh, but uh, and I do eat the occasional uh, junk food here and here and there. It's it's, course, it's not yeah. an extreme diet. Mm -hmm. So it, whenever I want, I, I I can do what I want. But the 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 bulk of the diet is let's say uh, the healthy stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. And, so I lost a lot of. Uh, well, I was just too heavy. Uh, mm -hmm. My weight. I struggle with my weight uh, pretty much since my childhood. 
Mm -hmm. And at, at some point it was just frustrating. Uh, I was yeah, just way too heavy. Um, and so I discovered this, this uh, way of uh, eating. And mm -hmm. I thought, well, this do doesn't sound too extreme. I can do this. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't have to be hungry all, the, all, the, all day uh, doing some crazy extreme diet. Yeah. And so I, I started doing this. I, lo I lost, I think, 25 kilos uh, wow. in o over a year, I think. Uh -huh. And I had a lot of skin problems uh, as well. Uh, so uh, eczema problems. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had these special things from the doctor to, to put on my skin. And uh, mm -hmm. so that slowly went away as well. Wow. Uh, uh, I occasionally need need a little bit here and there maybe, but mm. way uh, way way uh, less. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, uh, yeah. It just yeah. I, I just feel a lot lot better doing this. Yeah. So that's that why I do it. Awesome. That is that is that is awesome. I'm I'm mostly uh, whole food based myself. I'm the same. I don't I don't stick to, and I've gone in and out mm. of. Uh, you know, pest, right now I'm mostly pescatarian. I, li I like to eat fish. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's astounding the difference, um, the difference in, in your, in your feeling. And, and it, I mean, it has to impact your productivity because you feel yeah. better. You're, you're healthier. You're able to wake up in the morning and, and not feel, oh, cause you ate a bunch of crap, yeah. you know, you didn't, you didn't have <laughs> Cheetos for dinner every night, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. So, so that is cool. So I, yeah. It, it just, uh, I wish I discovered it, it sooner because uh, it was more a lack of knowledge than not willing to, to do this, let's say. Mm -hmm. And how long ago was that? Uh, I started doing this in 2011, I think. So it's mm -hmm. already 10, almost 10 years ago. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. cool. Well, it's been great talking to you, great having you. Um, it was I a pleasure. Am... Uh, it was uh, my honor to to be here. The, the uh, first inaugural podcast, Lost in Lambdas, the <laughs> podcast. Here we are. Yeah. Lost in Lambda. Outro music. Go. Lost in Lambda.